Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Monday, January 11th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Um, Cliff. Yes. Maybe. Let me let me just talk about the top. I don't even feel jokey this morning. Let me just mention the top. I know. I'd like to feel jokey. You know, I know. It's more of a Greek goat screaming day than a laughing day but um i'm sure that's enough for it may not even be <laughs> enough many greek goats actually that would be kind of fun to buy several of them and go Bleh. yeah um did you see the guy who did the your, uh, it was the guy i think who tries to disprove stuff on tv bought with the glasses and the funny yellow hair he bought uh a pile of those squeaking rubber chickens did you see that and threw a bunch of them yeah. in a pile and then jumped on top of them and imagine what was he trying to disprove it was funny. He just wanted to be funny. It was to see what it was like. It was, okay. Imagine 300 rubber chickens going, but of course each one is a little off from each other because of his body pressure. Because each I give that guy credit because that's the kind oh. of stuff that gets, that, that will go viral. It was, insane. this was a couple of years ago, Cliff, everybody Google it because literally the, the tone was different on each one. Cause they're all made a bit differently. It also sounds like a collective dying of something like, it was hilarious. Anyway, for a quick little make you feel happy today. So anyway, of the topics, obviously, we're talking about the coup all day. Um, revelations about just how bad it really was looking back today versus Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk about the growing boycott that's affecting Republicans, um, whether there was inside help and a number of topics there. Obviously, impeachment, Trump's with uh, removal, et cetera, and holding everyone accountable, including representatives. Um Cliff, let's, I, I think I wanted to start with the just how bad it really was because somebody had tweeted last night, and it was very interesting. They said something like, you know, it's weird looking back on Wednesday because I feel like every minute this story is getting far worse from what I'm learning, even though I was freaked out on Wednesday. No, I mean, I actually wasn't that freaked out on Wednesday. I was more sad because I felt like it was disgusting. And that he had he Trump had incited a riot and so did Hawley and, and right. Cruz, where they encouraged a group of these assholes who then showed up and lost control. And the more that goes on that we find out, it got me more and more upset than I was that day because you realize it's not actually just like a sad day for our democracy right. that this happened. It's much worse. Like this was, well, yeah. they, they, you know, quite clearly there was a, a coup attempt going on. Yeah. Quite clearly, Donald Trump had reached out to various military channels, including Michael Flynn speaking out and trying to get the military to walk, march into D.C., which, you know, people just sort of wrote off. But clearly that was a real attempt. Right. It, clearly that made, you know, Dick Cheney, who has who is a Pentagon chief and has ties into the far right as much as anybody in the Republican Party, who clearly was hearing things and knew things to get together all the living secretaries of defense to write an op-ed reminding the military that no matter what happened, their role right. in democracy was, was to And we all kept asking ourselves, and we all asked ourselves a week that. ago, why did he do that a week ago? And now maybe we know. Now we know. Uh, and and then there's more coming. You know, one of the leaders, pr- Proud Boy leaders, came out in a video and and it said, and you know, you can decide whether you believe him or not. This is his claim that they were working with three members of Congress, three far right lunatics, oh. Andy Biggs and Paul Gosar from from Arizona, oh. and Mo Brooks, who's now infamous um, for screaming and yelling and saying, "Let's go kick ass at that rally." I mean, if right. Mo Brooks is seated in Congress, I, I just yeah. We have we do, then we've got no culture of democracy anymore. Um, so you've got that. We find out now. I was just reading John a story mm-hmm. that 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 Lauren Boebert, who most people considered a far yeah. right nut, 
still do, the one who owned Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado. Incoming GOP member of Congress from Colorado. She's sort of a Sarah Palin. She's got the glasses thing going on yeah. and, and does that whole little like, you know. She's act. media savvy. She's very media savvy. Yeah. She was, she was, she's in the past sort of year or decade, she's been arrested half a dozen times. Oh. One time being with her husband when he exposed himself to minors. So oh, QAnon, you may want to get, you may want to get on that guys. She yeah. resisted, resisted arrest a couple of times when she didn't follow traffic laws and actually I think slapped hmm. a cop once. She's exactly what you would wow. expect. And, wow. and, and, you know, she beat the, in, she beat the rep, the, um, the incumbent Republican, because it's a very conservative district, Colorado Springs, where all the, you know, that's where Dobson yeah, yeah. is based. That's where all and the Air religious Force Academy is there. Religious right folks, Air Force Academy, you yep. know. Yep. Um, and, but she ousted Scott Tipton, you know, and, and of course, at that point, a lot of sane Republicans, whichever, whatever ones there were, were like, well, we now hope the Democrat wins because they didn't want this person going to Congress. Turns out Ted Cruz, another member of the, the coup, and what will shock you, raised her over $70,000 for No, wait, remind me, is she also QAnon? I know there's Marjorie Green, whoever, and there was another one. She's not the other one. I can't say, like, yeah, it's hard for me to say if she's Q, she may be the other one that's QAnon. I don't really think in the in the end it matters. Like she's part of this far right militia Second Amendment. She, oh, yeah. What she did yeah. do is she tweeted out while the fucking siege was going on. First, she tweeted out, "This is 1776," and second, she tweeted out that that Nancy Pelosi had been removed from the chamber, which some people have taken to be that she was giving her followers uh, tips as to where Pelosi was. And not just innocently saying that. I can't right. say as to what happened, but if there's not a ma- immediate investigation into her and everything about her, because um, I she's a seditionist too, and I think she oh, she has. Um, I just googled it real quick on NPR. She did speak out in uh, support of QAnon. So, so there you go. Of, she's, I mean, I, she shouldn't. She she like Marjorie Taylor Greene and other ones should not be seated in Congress, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. A number. No, I don't, know, we didn't I don't, even say, but I'm assuming folks knew a number of the marchers were QAnon supporters wearing paraphernalia. The one guy, I don't mean to interrupt, but just so they know, the one guy yeah. who sort of chased down that black Capitol policeman, the one remember he came down the stairs and kind of waved at him, and the 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 young guy he's like forty with the cap on and the t shirt, and the guy's got his he, the guy looks like he's five three, and he's got his arms wide open like he's doing the pro move, like come in, and he keeps beating his chest like a gorilla, like, come at me, man, and the cop ended up leading them upstairs into an ambush and away from the Senate floor. Um, that kid was guy was wearing a QAnon sweatshirt. Or a T-shirt over his sweatshirt. That's what he was wearing. So QAnon, well, I mean, you know, and they're the ones that had the, the, the there's the Camp Auschwitz guy with that sweatshirt or shirt on, yeah. and there's others that what was it, um, six, six million, M, not uh, enough or whatever, six yeah, M, six M-E, M- something E, W E, six million wasn't enough. That's what it was. Yeah, and there, I mean, you know, like it doesn't really, you know, in the end. QAnon is one facet yeah. of, you know, I don't care if you're QAnon. I don't care if you're calling yourself a boogaloo boy. I don't care if you're ca- calling yourself a proud boy. They're all, in the end, conspiracy following largely white male, well, far can- right, violent groups. Yeah, I think uh, and where I wanted to go with this topic was basically just to put sort of a cap on it for folks that 
as of Wednesday, and I even heard from you know friends of mine who are uh, moderate Republicans, voted for Biden, of course, hate Trump, but who were kind of spinning this initially as, you know, how is this any different from, uh, this is, mind you, last Wednesday, how is it any different, meaning not with hindsight, how is this different than a bunch of stupid college students taking over the administration center and getting a little rowdy and vandalizing? Well, now in retrospect, looking at it, we know that these guys had zip ties. The the very ex, they're very expensive police zip ties that a and that guy was just arrested yesterday. The one who no, was pictured was just, actually both of them were. He was the younger guy and the mm-hmm. older looking guy in the Senate. Well, who was a former uh, uh, armed services uh, former military member. Both of them got arrested. But we well, know so that they, it is important that you brought this up because if they're going to try to compare this, which they will, they yeah. already are to the Black Lives Matter rallies, or they're going to try to Black compare this, yep. the students taking over administration. Yeah. If the, if those students are in the Black Lives Matter rallies, if anywhere, folks, you can find somebody setting up uh, a makeshift gallows to hang people, yeah. you tell me because yeah. I've seen it nowhere. And if you can find and anybody planning to take hostages and right. killing and five people. people. Six people now. People, Six planting, people. I, planting IEDs in front of the Democratic National Committee yeah. and the Republican National Committee, yeah. uh, or not in front, but nearby. Yeah. Um, what people who've said, the, yeah. you know, the folks we've had, the types of people we've had on this show, and I actually was just speaking to one of them for almost an hour earlier, right. um, not the one I'm about to mention, which is we've had Malcolm Nance on and other people like that, that are experts in this right. stuff. The person I was talking to was a friend of mine uh, you know, who's got a background in national security and everything was telling me. They're very well. The, the the key is is that these guys were very well trained. A bunch of them. They're 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 mixed in. Now, granted, yeah. there are a whole lot of other people that were just you know yeah. there were the mobsters there to, to rip shit apart and whatever. But mixed in, there were people with military training who were conducting an operation with precision, who knew where they were headed. As um as uh, um what's his name, J- Congressman uh, Jim Clyburn, third ranking Democrat, I believe, right. has oh, right. pointed out. Right. Um, they didn't. They, they didn't touch his office that had his name on it. They found the more secretive office up on the third floor, buried you know behind everything that had more sensitive information. And they knew where to go. Yeah. Um, when you no, start no. hearing that members of Congress yeah. were yeah. talking to these guys, you start hearing. We know for a fact that uh, one of the groups that helped was the Women for Trump or whatever. One of these groups, Amy Kramer, Kramer, whatever her name is, who helped. They're tied deeply into the Trump administration. I'm sorry, but you just have to misbelieve. You know, and, and reject reality to not believe that there was coordination going well, on here. And I, yeah. Go ahead. And I, well, and I think that's there are multi facets to the just how bad it really was. One is seems to have been more coordination than we realized. Two, these guys were way more prepared physically. These zip ties, these zip tie handcuffs, apparently, I mean, everyone's been telling me who does law enforcement stuff, they're incredibly, I, we should see what the price is. They're incredibly expensive. These are not cheap things that you drop 20 bucks and get some zip tie handcuffs. So that was weird in and of itself, right? The the fact of the, the, of the information these guys seem to have. Also, and this was a thing that I've been talking about for days, but it only started to really hit the media this weekend, was how close members of Congress and Pence got to being killed because when that woman, Ashley Babbitt or whatever her name was, uh, was shot and killed, there is um, there was a new video I saw last night, actually. Very interesting to see that there's still new video coming out. Basically, and we talked about this on the show last time, that crowd was trying to break into the speaker's lobby, the whole area is called. When you see that video, the one where she gets shot, about three minutes before she gets shot, the camera pans and you see a group of people in the hallway about 20 feet away behind the doors. Those are members of Congress. So this was a safe zone where they had sequestered members of Congress, A. B, 
Could have been Pelosi. We don't know. But it was certainly members of Congress. Well, when you see her get shot now, you see that the windows have now been blown out by these guys. And she right. is the first one to jump up. And this is an angle from behind her now. The, the other video we saw was sideways and it was a little confusing. She jumped up and was in the middle of climbing through an open a window that was now open and broken through. And she was about to jump through literally jumped through and she was in the window frame, like holding it on both sides in the middle. And that's when she got shot and fell backwards. These guys, the other point to raise real quick, when the uh, black U S Capitol officer was chased by these guys and lured them into an ambush, he lured them away from the Senate floor. Had they taken the other staircase, they would have come up literally to the door to the Senate floor. There's about, I even forget now three or four of these doors or, or more around the Senate, maybe four they would have come up some stairs to the Senate door and they could have banged through. B, he leads them up the stairs. And then you see him look, he actually gets in the way of a doorway now once they're up the stairs and then kind of hits, punches the guy and moves away the other way. And the guy even looks to the empty doorway, but decides to go after the black cop, of course, because why not? Hey, black ops, right? Let's go after them. Well, what he did was that was another entrance to the Senate that these idiots didn't know. So what Manu Raju had said on CNN yesterday, which is really interesting, he said, I am telling you, they were a minute away from breaking onto the Senate floor where there were members present. And he said, if they had an AR-15 or some other semi-automatic or automatic yeah. weapon, there would have been dozens of senators killed. Which, again, I'm, I, I feel a need that's to say how, this. That's again, how close it was. Yeah, go on. Why this is all so dangerous in this country is yet again. Because if this happened to the right. United States. they had knives, right? Had they had knives, had they, had knives yeah, exactly. they would have been a lot less dangerous. Yeah, if this happened in the United Kingdom, if this happened in Japan, if this happened in, in pick your country, Canada, if this happened in either nobody or very few of these people, Canada is not as tough on guns as, for example, the United Kingdom and Japan are. They're somewhere between us and those countries, so they're they're not completely to where it's impossible to get a gun. The difference there would be, though, because of their bans, serious bans and enforced bans on assault rifles and, and you know um, – uh, what magazines, you know, with large numbers of bullets or whatever, you might have gotten a couple of people in there with handguns, you know, right. uh, with a couple of bullets, right, uh, and, and rifles at worst. You would not have had, again, we ha we are unique among democracies that we have to worry that when an event like this happens, if somebody breaks into that area where you're talking about where the members are there yeah. and they have an assault rifle, they can mow down people with, you know, right. 200, God knows how many, how many bullets in right. seconds. Right. Um, and, you know, that's why it's the toxic talk. You know, uh, it's it is the conspiracies. It's the uh, well, the weapons. It's it's all of this stuff that we yeah. have a unique combination of things we allow in this country that makes all of this so much more dangerous than it is in any other democracy. Yeah. Um, and so what John pointed out, this is why I don't know. the Somebody tweeted out the officer's name. He needs to get a medal. Uh, he should get the Medal of Honor. It should be the first thing that Joe Biden should do in terms of giving out medals of honor. Um, was that African American officer who looked at that unguarded door leading towards what was it the Senate chamber? I don't know where That's it was leading towards. About. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And just push that guy, and, and I'm sorry, I maybe I misunderstood what you're saying, John. Yeah, and push that guy and led them, in, and they ended up all going in the other direction. Bingo. That gave them a couple extra minutes, and that could be the difference between yes. people being executed yes. and not being executed. Yes. And now a word from our sponsors. Well, John and everyone listening, it's the start of a brand new year. And if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book, 
that's a good idea too. Yeah. Getting more yeah. exercise, definitely. Or even changing up your look. Guess what, guys? Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed new look for the new year by taking years off your appearance. And all it takes is 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, those crazy number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance, John, in less than 10 minutes. Ooh. The results will last for hours. So you can take that next step to reaching your resolution, your resolutions, sorry, that's plural, confident that you'll look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and it's cheaper than a new gym membership. You can try it. Yeah, pretty cool. Huh? You could try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, well, what else? Voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com backslash voices. Or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Just for our listeners, the Clean Phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top-rated, top-selling, best-reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two-day shipping. The wand, John. You love the wand. How excited. I love the wand. The Clean Phone. That's, that's another product I want a sample of. The Clean Phone <laughs> wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. Got to imagine if it vibrated too. Just throwing that out there. Um, just throwing that out there. It uses the same proven kind of think about it though. In a more innocent way, can it, can, I want to ask this. If I were to touch like one of my kids on the shoulder with it, can it clean them up so I don't need to force them to shower all the time? Like like the good fairy, like ding. That, um, yes, that's what I'm thinking. If I could clean my kids that way, that would be awesome. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, and money. Take it with you everywhere. At 50% off and free two-day shipping for a limited time, it's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. And this is my favorite. It's super portable. Hey, <laughs> super portable, dude. Super portable. I mean, like, what are we, Valley Girls? That's it's not just portable. Cool. It's super portable. That's like cool and stuff. I love that. And with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the clean phone wand at 50% off now, and they'll take 60% off a second wand. Go to the newdealshop.com. That's the newdealshop.com. And now back to our show. It also shows you how close these people were to breaching the Senate floor and killing members of Congress. You, they talked. There's, there's also video now of them yelling, "Hang! Where is Pence? Hang Pence!" And Cliff had mentioned there was a gallows they set up outside. They wanted to, uh, you know, get that C U N T Pelosi. Um, it, that one guy, I would, and I don't know if, if that was if he. This was a random crazy person. They arrested him, or if he was in, he was actually trained. I don't know his background, um, but he was talking about exactly right he was using the c word for pelosi and saying that he wanted to put bu a bullet in her head or right. bullets in her head something of that nature and right. was looking for her um and that, no, it, that's it was one thing that i think we don't yeah. fully know yet which is um is that what even the, the the worst of the conspirators uh who were complicit in this who either are members of congress you know or or other positions of power that you know the trump administration is that what they were hoping for 
or that or to get out of their hands. And I don't, don't take me the wrong way. I don't couldn't give two shits in terms right. of their legal liability. But what did they want? Were they just hoping that it would shut the whole thing down and scare everybody? And that would lead to um, you know, that would lead to people mm-hmm. saying, well, maybe we should reexamine these electoral votes and maybe we should give more credence. And maybe, you know, Trump is the one who really won or, you know, was that the plan or was the plan? literally from Trump or literally from those three members of Congress or whoever else really was involved in this, were they literally complicit in trying to murder the vice president, Nancy Pelosi and other people? Because it is really important in in the sense that like when we're talking about throwing these seditionists out of Congress, would you feel comfortable serving alongside Lauren Boebert at this point or Mo Brooks or, or Josh Hawley? Would you not know that Josh Hawley might, you know, any of these people that might not, Reach out to their groups and be like, you can find this guy here at this time. Yeah. Like, would you trust the people next to you? Yeah. I mean, it's a legit question. <sighs> um, the other – actually, and just to mention, I don't, I don't, I don't like to do news recaps because I, I feel like sometimes we're just repeating what people know. But so much has happened here that folks might have missed. There is also now horrific video of the okay. crowd uh, fighting at the one of the doors to the Congress where they're trying to get in. And there is video from multiple angles, and there's a photo from above that really shows you what's going on. Basically, they dragged one of the cops out of the building because the cops are all at the doorway, you know, like in a phalanx trying to fight these guys off. They grabbed one of the cops, pulled him down. It must be the, uh, uh, you know, a disability ramp or wheelchair ramp, pulled the cop down the ramp. But when you in the photo, you can see it. The cop's literally on his face, and these guys are pummeling him. In the video, you'll have seen this video, but now you know what it is. The video, you will see this crazy crowd at the doorway beating on something on the ground, but you can't see it. And they're taking U.S. flagpoles and jamming the guy and kicking him and pounding him. What they're doing is beating up a cop who's on the ground. He looked like he was unconscious, frankly, or or all the one who died. No, we don't know that. We we uh, no because yeah, everyone keeps right. saying that. We just don't know. Um, well, I was asking. I thought I I actually thought that that we knew that. So yeah, people no people that. people. I've been sort of on a tear about this. I've been sort of rather bitchy about it, but I've been going after people online because too many people Can't have been reading. Bitchy, John? Come on. Well, no. What bothers me about this is this is something. No, I know you're joking, but I mean, but this is something Cliff and I have talked about a lot. Is one of the things that drives me nuts with the internet is we've empowered a lot of people to be activists who don't have the skill. And being an activist online requires skill because it requires journalistic skill. It requires legal skill. Um, Cliff isn't a journalist or, well, he, you are media, though. I think you've got the media skill. Actually, not, you're not a journalist. You can call me media, but I, no, I, I actually am careful got to the, say that I, I, but you I get do the media my best to, Well, I also just feel like I mean, as, a, as a functioning member of society, I should do my best to make sure that I know something before I share it. Yes. So a classic and, example is when we, when we were just talking about this. Hmm. The reason I'm wrong is because uh, – on, or I think I'm wrong, and you're right on this. It seems that we don't know that that was a cop. It's because somebody – not some random like you know Twitter poster, but I'd actually spoken yeah. to somebody who told me that, and so they must be mis- mistaken. And somebody people, keep, people keep saying it, correct. They were sharing a video yesterday of, oh my god, a Trumper couldn't get on his plane because he attacked the Congress, and now he's talking about being called a terrorist and being dragged away for the TSA. No. Apparently, when they found the video, it was from uh, – oh, I just even a saw while this. Ago. He was an anti-masker. He was refusing to wear a mask, and it was from a while ago. Yep. You, I, I, not, it was, that was funny. I, when I saw that video, yeah. I shared it, and, and I just safely assumed, and I, I guess I was proven right, 
that not that he was somebody who had been at that rally, but that he was somebody who was, you know, here's somebody screaming and yelling at people and then getting upset when they won't allow him on an airplane. Bingo. And you can't, but the thing is, people can't assume the female cop, when they were all charging the Congress and the female cop, a short woman, possibly black, and you see her waving and waving and waving with her arms like, come on. Everyone shared it and said, look at this. She's complicit. She's telling the marchers to come through. We never saw the rest of the video. I will probably bet you money because, mind you, there were a thousand people racing around her. She didn't need to be giving them directions at that point. She would, could very easily have been looking at some cops 30 feet away and saying, get the fuck over here. Right. We don't know. And I just it's something where the right does this because they don't care. But on our side, the reason that. Uh, propaganda works, the reason that the Russian trolls work, the reason that all the lies that James O'Keefe and all those other guys do work is because people see a snippet and they assume they're they're gaining truth from the snippet and sometimes you're not. Anyway, I'll get no, on no, my high work, but God, be careful. No, folks, we all try to do our best. Uh, I, I honestly, yeah. I was sharing what... I'm not knocking you. It's important that we also all... The, part of this is that we all have accountability. And I, I'm, all I'm trying to say is somebody with a news background who's in the news business yeah. told me that, so they must have gotten it wrong. So, so okay, but, but, see, but that's a good example of I would have trusted that too. And I mean, Cliff, what you may not have even realized, well, yes, you did, I think, by telling us you did do your due diligence. You looked and said, who's sending me this? And you said, okay, this is a reporter I trust. So you assume they must have done their due diligence right. in verifying it. That's at least good because you went a step further what bothers me is maybe maybe we try to get two sources though in the future like they well, do when they write articles you know it's I, hard though. it's not even just two sources i think it is at least looking for a source you trust a and b just looking and seek for example i tell people where i get shit from <laughs> i mean i mean unless i'm saying something that just happened it's usually because i heard it on cnn right now but i'm not i never put a tweet up saying oh my god so-and-so got arrested because some guy I've never heard of with 50 followers said it on Twitter. Anyway, I don't want to harp that on that. No, but that's important because we're trying to create, we're trying to get rid of misinformation. Yeah. And, you know, we have to do that among our own ranks too. Well, so. we've got to learn. Actually, it's not even just getting rid of it amongst our own ranks. We need to learn how to identify it when the bad guys do it. That's my big lesson here that we've right. got to get smarter because otherwise they're going to keep tricking us. Anyway, um, Let's talk about the repercussions in terms of uh, companies, et cetera. The most obvious one is that Trump got kicked off Twitter. Was it uh, Friday night? Um, let's start with that one first. Yeah. Got a feeling? I got an opinion on it? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you start, John? Well, no, I mean, it's funny. Cliff and I almost, almost uh, we talked Friday night. We almost were going to tape a show right then because we were so excited. I almost don't even want to get into the right wingers going freedom of speech. And, you know, it's a private company. Your freedom of speech is relevant. Having said that, I think it does matter when you've got big companies who control very large, uh, a very large swath of the speech. I've complained about Facebook before screwing over my blog by uh, just stopping sending traffic because they apparently wanted me to buy ads. So they, and they killed my blog. Um, when you've got something like Google, imagine Google just deciding not to, you know, oh, well, we think you're bad. We're not going to link to you anymore. We're not going to let results come up for you, right? That would be huge. And Twitter has become very powerful. And even though it's a private company, I think concerns are valid in saying, and I'm not defending Trump because I'm glad they did it. I think, I think they should have done it. But I understand the concern in saying, if you amass 82 million followers, even though two thirds of them are fake, that is a, that is a huge harm you're causing that person by taking that away. So that you better make sure you're right when you're doing it. I would, Correct. that's where 
I go. But I think you have to weigh the the harm that person is doing to other individuals, to a democratic society. And look, this is where we get into the kinds of things that if we had a functioning Republican Party that acted in good faith at all, like the one that you may have disagreed with and said it was way too conservative, but at least the one of like the the Republican Party, even still in the 90s and even still somewhat in in the early 2000s, you'd say, let's figure out the best place for you know for regulating here because most times the extremes don't work you need to find a happy middle ground any amendment in our constitution i mean i've said this before we ban child porn i mean i i support that ban (laughs) um and yet that some people would, would argue that that's their free speech well no i think it's a danger to kids and i think sometimes dangers in our society even if they involve speech you know and inciting riot um, and, and, you know, certainly sedition, which is in the 14th amendment, article three, um, um, and some of these things, no, not all speech is protected. I cannot sit here right now and threaten the president's life. If I do, I can be arrested for it. I mean, we do make certain distinctions here and there. And I think that that's what has to be done with social media. Cause I'm sorry when there is a mass spread of misinformation for months now, since the election, Donald Trump undeterred, no matter what the Secretary of State in Georgia says, no matter what attorneys general, Republican attorneys general say, no matter what the the, the decent members of the Republican members of Congress say, you know, and, and, and not to mention and, and decent people, even though there are many of them on Fox News, the Brett Bears and whatever. You know, I'm not even talking now about all the Democrats, all the independents, all the objective, whatever. I'm talking about the people among their own ranks. There's something that is provably false here. There is six, you know, sixty something court cases have been kicked out. All right, there is no evidence that there was any real fraud, none. And by doing this, he is inciting riot. And he right. knew he was doing it. He kept doing it. He encouraged them to have that rally. He then told them that they had to stop being weak and be strong. And maybe we won't be clapping for certain legislators. We need to go over there and and you know and make them know that they won't steal this from us and blah 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 blah. blah. And then now people are dead. And our, yeah. our capital is invaded for the first time in 200 years. So yeah. no, I'm sorry. At some point, like your speech, you know, I'm sorry, let me quote, let me quote uh, Uncle Ben to Spider Man: "With great power comes great responsibility." Right. <laughs> and if you're not taking that responsibility seriously, it's what I've argued about Fox all of these years, and why I go off on Fox here because they have done the same thing to people. They have brainwashed them. They've propagandized them. When you cease to be news, when you cease to be sharing information, and you have a, a different agenda which is to pollute people's minds, we then have to start asking these kinds of questions. And the, and the First Amendment does not have protection for, for all of that, and it shouldn't for most right. of it. And and so I, I do understand why somebody would say, you can't just ban Twitter accounts here and there. I, I do understand, not can't, but shouldn't, because even though they're private companies, the First Amendment only says Congress shall make no law. It says nothing about Twitter or Facebook or anybody else. But we still, when there are platforms that, that really do have an effect on how much a role of how much speech you have out there. We need to make the harder decisions on those, but I don't think it's a hard decision with Donald Trump. And I don't think people no, that purposely, once you've warned people that you're sharing factually inaccurate information and doing it on purpose, yep. then, I mean, we, you know, that's it. We've done this. We've let them share factually inaccurate information that, right. that fetuses or fetai feel pain. Fetai. It is not, <laughs> you know, it is not true, but it has led people to, to, take certain violent positions. We've let them share information that having a gun makes you safer in your household. No, the the, the uh, University of Pennsylvania School of Epidemiology, Harvard's, uh, um, what's it, the, their private injury thing and their public health 
um, school, I can't remember the name of it, have done these studies and show that there's a four to five times higher chance that you or somebody else in your family will be shot and killed, either accidentally or suicide or whatever it might be, or by the perpetrator taking it away from you, gun away. And, you know, the biggest one of all we might want to talk about these days is climate change. All these people go around believing it doesn't exist because we've let them share this disinformation and there's been no price to pay for it enough. And maybe that's where we are now. Now that I've talked, talked my extra minutes, John, I have to let you go. <sighs> that little thing that we get at the end of the show, how much, you know, I'm telling people because I think it's fun. Oh, right. How much each of us have talked and it's like Cliff Schechter wouldn't shut up for 50 minutes, um, you know. But John talks I'm... faster. Cliff talks longer. It's it's different. <laughs> so who knows, though, with my speed, maybe I fit in as much content as you. <laughs> uh, maybe um, no, it's it's um. anyway, on the face of it, it's very good because we had a, a clear and imminent danger, obviously, with what's going on with Trump. And it was less strong. I I understand the predicament Twitter is in when dealing with world leaders. I mean, it is a big deal to ban the president of the United States in a way the assault sort of landed in Twitter's lap because it was easy for Twitter to ban Trump then. You know, let right. the let, Republicans are all freaking out. But you notice they're all freaking out, trust me, like those of us who follow social media. But they're not really giving a good excuse. They're not even really defending Donald Trump. They're not quite saying you shouldn't have deleted Donald Trump. They are saying, for example, well, the Ayatollah is still online. And it's cute, by the way. It's a cute little argument to try to trick you because – I don't really care if the Ayatollah's online on Twitter unless the Ayatollah is spewing violence. Yeah. And right? if the Ayatollah is using his account as a suppression tool, he should be taken yeah. off too. And actually, I would even say you get into interesting territory when one country is talking about another. In other words, when the Ayatollah is talking about Israel, you know, how do you, what are Twitter's, and again, you think of this as a lawyer, how would you phrase a rule that wouldn't get the U.S. president kicked off if he's talking about bombing Iraq or Syria. I think my rule would simply be that I don't think they should allow world leaders on Twitter. Well, there's an interesting question, too. Because when we're existing in an environment where words on a platform can lead to a genocide or a nuclear launch yeah. or whatever, I, I, just, I don't think it should be allowed. I actually think once you, you join Congress, right. the Senate, any body that we recognize in any other country, federal body, if you want to let state legislators do it, fine. I would even question whether governors should be allowed to. But I, I don't. I don't it, because then you don't have to get into this. Like, is Donald Trump legitimate? Well, what about Boris Johnson? Yeah. None of them yeah. are on there. We have yeah. no problem. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be sharing right. their damn policy positions and right. grievances on on a place like Twitter. Anyhow, that's why they got a into high office. You know what's interesting is they had one of the senior Twitter guys on CNN or, or MSNBC, whichever, um, a couple days ago. And he was agreeing with us now, but he said, you've got to understand at the time we were looking at as what's the difference between CNN reporting on the crazy thing Trump tweeted and us just letting Trump tweet. <laughs> he said, you know, it's sort of the same thing. We are we are publishing statements from the president, just like the media would publish them. And he said, but clearly now we're talking about violence. We're talking about you know a crime. We're talking about dead people. And we're talking about potentially you know, the decapitation of our entire government, literally. Um, they said, you you have to draw the line. But again, it's kind of hard to come up with a hard and fast rule there because it was an interesting argument. Now, I, I will say this, some of the Republican, the Republican Trump campaign, by the way, some of his uh, campaign Twitter got, got banned on Twitter too, Trump's campaign. The guy was saying, 
he was trying to use the argument himself. Well, there's no difference in us saying it or the media reporting that we said it. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. The media is reporting the fact that you guys incited violence. That does not okay you then inciting. In other words, you posted a tweet inciting violence, and they reported on the fact that, oh, my God. Donald Trump well, so, incited violence. So that's the what difference they there. Well, and that's what they used. Not to, a moral equivalent. That was yeah. the bullshit analogy or, or explanation they used to, tr- like Ted Cruz, for example, to try to, to object to the Electoral College. It was, you know, it was, well, I mean, we have to do it. Look at all the voters who are concerned about this. I'm like, well, gee, why are they concerned? Because yeah. you were on Twitter making them concerned by lying about it. And then they became concerned because you, I mean, obviously at other platforms too, Facebook and Fox News, but you go out there, you lie to everybody, you convince them that, that there's something wrong. And then, and then you come back and you say, well, now we have to investigate. There's something wrong. Right. You know, I mean, even if there's no truth there, I mean, they're all concerned and you caused it. And so to me, the man, the way in which you stop that, quite, I mean, I, I'd have to think more about it and whatever. I honestly just kind of thought about that off the top of my head. But why do we need world leaders on Twitter? Right. What? Right. You're not selling, you're just selling an album or promote a book or, you know, like, why do they need to be on there? They're, right. you know, they're, I mean, I think it's dangerous. And I think the easiest way to have a standard where you're, where you're right, where John, where you're like, we're 5% of the votes corrupted. We're 2%. Do we consider that a democracy? Is that sort of a democracy? Who should be allowed on? Who shouldn't? If you just say none of them are, then it's pretty easy. Right. <laughs> right. Well, oh, but, but uh, oh, and then the boycott of the companies. Obviously, there's been a lot of companies that are now saying they're not going to give money to the, at least temporarily, to the Republicans who voted for the uh, Electoral Vote College objections. Republicans. Well, there's different, I'll say to be clear, there's different. So some have said they don't oh, yeah. give none of them ever. I'm getting into that. <laughs> some of them are. Some of them have said, "Oh, we're well, you know, we're not going to do it for the next six months, and we're going to look at how things happen." And then there yeah. are some who are both sidesing it um, and saying, "Well, we're just not going to give to anybody political." Which actually, actually, actually I should say, actually, you know, to me, the more corporate money that's not in politics, the more the better our politics is. So even while I consider that the worst of the options, because I think Republicans should be punished for this. If they want to leave Paul. They want to leave putting money into politics completely. I'm kind of okay with that too. Yeah, but exactly. But the message they are sending is we're going to treat both sides equally, a pox on both true. houses. And for, I mean, they're literally sending the message that the Dems are equal to the Republicans in terms of what happened this week. No, and you're right. That message is bullshit. Or, well, or, or to put a finer point on it, they're saying, well, you know what? Democrats do a lot of stuff too that pisses people off. So maybe we just won't give to either. So they're, they're making a false equivalence, not on what Dems did that day, but saying, yeah, that day isn't really any different than the most outrageous thing Democrats do. So it, yeah, it's right. it or, is, just, or they're saying that all politicians are bad. It's feeding the lie. And that, that, that and right now we've got such distrust in our government that saying that that they're all yeah. evil and all bad is not helpful. So Actually, I, I, would, I would support the action without the message. I wish they just said nothing and stopped giving. And the way you, the way you do it is you stop giving donations to these Republicans and you say we are revisiting our entire policy. A we're stopping donations right now to Republicans because of this. This was awful what happened. B, we're revisiting our policy. And then two months from now, you say, we realized that we sh- it was bad for us to be involved at all in giving money in politics, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody oh. goes, good. That's a good point. Because that way, you- anyway, um, parlor. Oh, parlor's gone. Parlay. Let me, before we, we do that, I want to talk about that. But let, I want to bring up the, so when it comes to these these corporate guys, I think the important thing here is that there's, I'd say, a half dozen pressure points of various things that can be used 
to mm-hmm. to back us away from the precipice we've come to. The, and and I, you know, not shocking that some of the Project Lincoln guys, because they like to jump out front there and stuff, have right. you know Steve Schmidt more than anybody's taken a lead on this. But they're talking about that any corporation that supports any of these seditionists or you know. And they, I guess they'll determine how they define seditionists. Is it just the ones who who voted against it? Is it the ones who've aided, you know, whatever, um, that they're going to go after them? And I just think I, I just I brought this up the last show. I think it's worth reminding people that that is a way we can get these guys to stop supporting all sorts of entities, which is to hold who's on their board accountable for what they do, which is to hold that the, the, these companies accountable for who they support and all of this because they need to get Democrats younger, upperly mobile. You know, type folks buying their products, most of them, or they are screwed. It's a pressure point we can use. Now let's go to Parler. I kick it to you. Um, yeah, and I, honestly, I'm just going to mention it quickly because I think we've sort of milked this <laughs> this issue to the to the degree we can. Uh, Parler, which is as Chris calls it, Chris as Cliff calls it, Parlay, the uh, Republican, the far right Republican alternative to Twitter. They got yanked off the internet. A lot of people, I mean, the, the Google and iPhone stores both kicked them out. Uh, Amazon Web Services, and I don't pretend to understand cloud hosting, but bottom line yeah, is- Yeah, I was going to say, so that's, there, oh, so you don't get it either. I was going to say, no. I mean, I get the, the, the Google, why Google and, and you know, the, their app not appearing in, in you it's, know, for, for yeah. Android or iPhones would hurt them a lot. That makes sense to me. This I was, I think, like cloud, whatever other people world. have. Yeah. I mean, don't the Russians have hosting services? Like, I don't know. Amazon Web Services is huge. We almost need to we need to get a tech guy to explain, tech gal to explain this to us. But yeah. bottom line is, people people who saw it when it happened to No Tech said, "Oh my God, this is a death knell." Now, death knell is not what you give when you say, "Oh yeah, they're just a hosting service; they'll go to another hosting service." They were treating it as. Amazon is like the you know the only big game in town, and if you don't have Amazon, you're fucked. But numerous of their other vendors ditched them too. I think advertisers like they just were being ditched yeah. simultaneously. Stripe, oh, Stripe ditched them, uh, yep. and Stripe ditched Trump, so the yep. Trump campaign store went offline. It's a uh, very well. This is what happens when you have a coup. Um, you know, let, let's move to inside. <laughs> That's the risk, John, when you just you know, have I mean, been responding to the Republicans online. You might, all they might lose your platform to to yeah. To uh, next time, don't yeah, kill your, people. Your, your donations and you know that kind yeah. of thing. Next time, don't. And um, by the way, the, apparently, the second U.S. Capitol police officer who died did commit suicide, that. and he was working that day. So, it so, so we still don't know whether it was unrelated. But I mean, three days after the attack, the poor man committed suicide, and he was there. You know, mean, you know, people suffer PTSD from yeah. from almost dying. Yeah. It's not. Uh, I want to. I want to share one more. And I let me say quickly. Okay, it's and then we'll move on to the other topics. Yep. But one more thing that's important about about parlay, and yep. maybe now that it's offline, it'll be the last thing we ever have to say about it. I guess they'll have to go back to gab now or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I actually had thoughts of opening one of these stupid accounts just to. Take, you know, to, to monitor them, take some screenshots, make fun of them, bring it back to Twitter or other places. But the purposeful reason I did not do it is I did not trust what the hell they would do with any data that I had to share with them. Oh, God, yes, um, this is good. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah. proven correct, uh, before they went offline, a hacker had a hacker broken an archive in 99.9%. Could you have a higher percent? Yeah. I, I guess he couldn't reach 99.99 of all parlor, no, sorry, parlay data including riot videos and gps locations more than 56 terabytes of information if you don't know what a terabyte is 56 of them are a lot um 
And this includes raw video with GPS coordinates, which point to locations of users when the videos were filmed. This, if I, this person has put it online. Now the FBI has access to it. Right. I can't tell you how many of these fucking people are now going to get arrested because it's like uh, it, for the FBI, it's like it's making their job easy. Just go through all of it all, see where they were when it was happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but in any case, now that all the information is online, I feel vindicated in my choice not to to give them. I mean, they were asking for like a photos of, of from what I read of the front and back of your driver's license, your social security number. I was like, no fucking way, by <laughs> right. giving you my information. So now, uh, shockingly, they didn't take stuff seriously, and I'm not going to get into it seriously on this show. But just uh, we brought up the Russian angle before. Right. That was one of the things I had a deep conversation with my friend in security about uh, this morning, and not you know. When you start seeing things like one of the people who was arrested who was involved in the uh, attack on the Capitol who couldn't speak English and needed a Russian translator, when you see the role that certain Russian accounts played in the growth of QAnon, and yeah. I'll get to the final they point here, the, the, yeah. Yeah. The, guy who, the guy who owned Parlay owns it. Um, gee, he just magically met his wife in Vegas who was a Russian who just happened to be traveling through the United States, and uh, – Whoa, what do you know? Her mom is a local government functionary in Tartistan, and her grandmother got the Order of Stalin or whatever it's called because of her service to the Communist Party there. They went back over there to get married, and this guy, nobody can find where he got his venture capital from, the start parlor, parlay, right. sorry. But they went back to Russia numerous times uh, during, I mean, sorry. Sometimes it just doesn't all add up. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm going to give them my information in any case. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh huh. So on the inside help angle, and then the next thing is the big topic, which is impeachment and what do we do with Trump? Um, Senny Hoyer, the number two Democrat in the House, Nancy Pelosi yeah. and others were you know, barricaded in some secret room with, with the, uh, with the uh, security services, the police protecting them during the riots when people were trying to find and kill Pelosi. Hoyer, uh, now this also happened across the hill with other people calling people, but Hoyer got on the phone to the Republican governor of Maryland, Governor Hogan, and said, you know, I can, we're in trouble. They're attacking us. We can hear them outside the door. He might have said there were gunshots. You know, you've got to you, please send the National Guard now, you know, the Maryland right. National Guard. Hogan told him, and this is very interesting because I saw Hogan interviewed this weekend, that one state can send its National Guard to another state with the other state governor's permission. D.C. isn't a state, so we don't have a governor. So in order for D.C. to beg the or for the National Guard of Maryland to come into D.C., the Pentagon has to approve it because we don't have a governor. Correct. Hogan gets on the phone with the Pentagon. And I forgot if it said six or 16. It was a crazy number of calls he made to the Pentagon. And for 90 minutes, the Pentagon simply didn't approve the request. Congress was under attack, not only under attack. Pentagon knew from the TV that this was a disaster, but the Pentagon also knew the Senate, le the House leadership, at least the Democratic leadership, which is the top leadership in the House, is trapped. They're under attack. They're about to be killed. And the, the Defense Department, for some reason, decided to sit on its ass and pick its nose for 90 minutes. In the same Defense Department where Donald yes. Trump fired all the civilian uh, folks there and put his own collaborators in? Yeah. I'm sure there's no relation there. Yeah. And there's no relation to why Dick Cheney wrote that, that uh, <laughs> wrote the op-ed that he wrote, and why Fiona Hill, remember her? Yeah, one of the folks that came in to testify against uh, uh, against Trump or testify in general about what went on in Ukraine. You know, British background, American, all that stuff has right. said 
was interviewed saying out loud, she's like, this was absolutely, and again, I don't know where she gets her information, but she's in that national security apparatus as a pretty, seems like a pretty legit person left, you know, because of Trump and all that, said that this absolutely was a coup and that he tried to get the Defense Department to send in military and right. they, to support it. And if they had, we, we absolutely may have seen a, a, an actual coup take place in this country. Right. Um, they, they refused to. And that's why Dick Cheney was writing what he was writing to get them to refuse to. And I don't know that it, if Dick Cheney convinced them, I would like to hope that 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 wasn't going to happen anyhow. But just so everybody understands how this could have gone down. Right. Right. I, 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 yeah. Very fucked up. Um, so this is I don't know. This is why there's no looking forward and unity and all this garbage. The people that held 33 fucking hearings on Benghazi, more hours than they did we did looking into what happened in Pearl Harbor and what happened in in uh, uh, on 9/11. These people that decided to drag the the guy running for president on the Democratic side, Joe Biden's son, through the mud and investigate him and smear his name. Whatever. But you know, now they want unity. We need to all come together. If they tried to aid and abet, abet either on purpose or I don't give a shit. They're too stupid to know the difference. Some of both is what I would guess. What almost led to the murder of Nancy Pelosi and yes, Mike Pence and yes, other Democrats in yeah. the House. No, there's no looking forward, looking past it. Every one of these traitors is rooted out of, of positions of power. Ay, ay, ay. So that was fun. Um, the so the impeachment. What happens to Trump? Um, you know, Pelosi's trying to do impeachment this week. Uh, they keep they keep saying Pence. You know, Pence is thinking about the 25th. Now maybe Pence is trying to hold it over Trump's head. You know, you behave this week or I'll invoke the 25th. Sounds like bullshit to me. Um, several of Trump's cabinet secretaries have resigned and they probably resigned in part because this way they don't have to worry about the 25th Amendment. Right. Guarantee you. That's part of it. They're wimps. I mean, you know, when you when it's the two of the, the ones who you think of, like the, the who come from, you've got the you got uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow. And I'm, by the way, I'm not I don't refer to her that as that all the time. I'm just pointing out the connections here in Republican power circles of who we're talking right. about. Um, and, and she's also a previous um, uh, cabinet secretary in the George W. Bush administration. Um, and then we have the we have Betsy DeVos of the of the ridiculous DeVos family. What was it? Her brother or her brother-in-law? I think it's her brother. That's Eric Prince, um, and you know who led Blackwater, who got the pardon for the murdering of Iraqis in the streets. And God knows what else. DeVos also was the one who was in that meeting at the Seychelles. Um, he's knee deep in so much of this. And then of course the DeVos family, anybody, I'm from the state South of there, but what they've done to corrupt the state of Michigan by putting so much money into politics, there, creating right-wing think tanks and all this stuff. Um, they're awful. Um, and so that, you know, but they're both from very powerful families and they got the hell out of there. Right. Right. Um, you know, so the question is what happens next? Now, one, the obvious point is this man is dangerous. And something else could happen. And only they're saying only 10 days or only nine days. What could he do in nine days? Well, what could he do in one day? We saw last the week. The crisis was 13 days and the world could have disappeared. So, uh, and, you know. And, yeah. And the, well, there's one. Two, the terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol was one afternoon. Correct. We've got nine other afternoons left, right? So, I mean, what could he do? <laughs> he could destroy the world in nine days. Yeah, there's a lot um, that could be done in that time. <laughs> you know. Um, what could he do in two hours? A lot of bad stuff. Well, the other issue is if he is impeached and convicted before he leaves office, and here's the problem, it starts to get very confused, the conviction aspect. Now, there is historical precedent for 
people, not presidents, but people and other senior government officials being impeached and convicted after they leave office. I think something, I don't know, maybe during Grant's administration, something, some right. secretary well, left. Remember, yeah, but that doesn't There was right. a scandal. Secretary left and they impeached him anyway and convicted him anyway in the Senate. Now, the problem is the language of the like the, the the Constitution, and I think there's there may be enabling legislation. I forgot what I read. It makes it it sounds like it sounds like you got to be a sitting president to be impeached and convicted. So it's not still entirely clear what happens after Trump leaves office. The reason this matters is Trump is getting a two hundred thousand dollar a year pension. That's the most important thing. He also is getting an office for life. He's getting office staff paid for for life to a certain so, degree. Uh, Secret Service. Too. Well, the problem is the Secret and Service like was, was dollar, ex- I, don't, I don't know if it's a year or it's a one-time thing, but it's uh, let a me, million, million yeah, let, dollar travel allowance too. Yes. What what it actually is is there's two additional things that no, what I was going to tell you is those first things, the office, the staff, and the two hundred thousand dollar a year salary can be will be taken away if he is convicted. And I think I don't know whether you have excuse me, if he is a, you are impeached by the Senate, and B, you are a House, House, you are convicted by the Senate. And I don't know whether the Senate has to go one step further and say we take away your benefits or whether it's automatic with conviction. In order to not run again for federal office, the Senate has to go one step further and say you are not only convicted, but our punishment is you can't run for office in addition to being removed, right? So that, that's it's a choice by the Senate. I do not know if the Senate has to choose, I don't think they do, for you to lose your pension. The problem is Secret Service protection. There was an amendment a few years ago, 2013. I did my research, where they they kind of corrected it so that even if you're impeached, oh, years or something now, right? Uh, not at all. If you're impeached and removed, it looks like your Secret Service protection isn't isn't touched. You're treated as any other former president. The one million dollars. It's very confusing. The one million dollars a year is for travel and security, and the security includes the Secret Service. So it's not clear how much of that money Trump would use for himself to fly around the country and do more terrorist rallies. We don't know. So I've been sort of sticking to just the pension. But you know what? Let's just talk about the pension. After what Trump did, he incited terrorism. <laughs> he tried to get Pence killed and Congress assassinated. Here's this my man, question. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish what you're saying because I want to ask you. Maybe you know the This answer. man should not be getting a $200,000 a year pension, and that's why he should be removed before he leaves office. Go on. So it's not just um, symbolic. No, I agree with all the, all of the points. He should be removed for the symbolism, the message it sends. He should be removed because he shouldn't have that pension. He should be removed because he should have that stain in history on his administration. There's a number of reasons. But here's my question to you. Um, short of impeaching him, are there, is there an act of law that can be passed by Congress stripping him of these things? The thing that worries me is whether that becomes one of those uh, – Oh, what's the word? Partisan way versus every it's, other. Well, no, it's a Latin word. Remember, Congress cannot pass laws attacking or like going after one person or, or like trying to the detriment uh, of one person. Well, they, I forget what it's called. They but, can't do that. That person is the president of the United States. Eh, I mean, it's still, unco- it still could be unconstitutional. Um, there, there's some. I, for, I, I should know this, but it, there's a Latin term for it. Um, uh, so anyway, so you might have that problem, right? That that uh, I mean, also Trump could veto it. And then you need a two thirds override. Right. So is that going to happen <laughs> You know, um, yeah. to try to take Trump's benefits away? But I, I am surprised that Democrats are not arguing that because I think a lot of people, the the symbolism argument does not go beyond. I mean, it does not. Uh, I mean, it certainly sways some people on our side. It does. But I mean, in the middle, it sways some people saying, well, we just can't let him get away with it. 
But I think it absolutely is fair to say this guy did this. He killed six people. He killed two cops. He almost killed all of Congress. He tried to kill Mike Pence. He should not be getting a pension. Mind you, $200,000. I think a lot of people would be sympathetic to why they're worried about a $2,000 stimulus check saving them for the next two months and Donald Trump's getting $200,000 a year after what he did. Even better. You know what I mean? That's that's. Well, maybe if you, so. Maybe the, what your point is, is if you tie it to impeachment, then it, it pressures them more to impeach uh, to find him guilty. It, there's a reason why we're rushing impeachment. Right. He gets to keep it if we don't do it. We we fear he gets to keep it if we don't impeach before he's gone. Got got I catch up. And um, Mitch McConnell is trying to slow things down so that he can keep Donald Trump's uh, pension. I just think it's we shouldn't do it. I think we should do it no matter what. Right. Um, I think correct. I think the symbolism of it. You know, I mean, what this guy did is about the worst thing. I mean, he's done so many of the worst things. It's hard to say, but inciting yeah. a coup and planning a coup is up there with turning our government over to Russia. It's certainly one of the two or three worst things he's done. Um, but but realistically, I don't think the Senate is going to convict. Now, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I realistically, I can think of about between uh, about a half dozen Republicans at this point who I think would vote to convict and maybe as high as even 10, but getting 17, you know, depending on when, I don't know when um, Warnock and um, Ossoff are sworn in. Um, So that, you know, that's, that's part of it. And then there's the other important part of it, which is very interesting, which is (laughs) if certain Republicans did just didn't show up, well, you need two thirds of the senators who are there. Uh, uh, of the whole body and if didn't show up then you know you could get you could get to your conviction with a lower number right. um but the ones i've heard that would have, have come out and said they either you know they would consider well i'm going to assume that romney obviously he did it before um but lisa murkowski um uh, pat toomey ben sass uh susan collins it gets you to if if, it, if you're counting warnock and ossoff um that gets you to 55 you know, and maybe there's a couple others I'm missing here, but I still just don't know. You know, I mean, there are some that at least seem to have a little bit of a conscience. Some are Capito from West Virginia, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, what, but I, even if you start adding folks like that in, I still don't see us getting to 67. Yeah. That's the issue. I could see yeah. us getting to 60, maybe even 62, but 67, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. Um, Although I I really do believe if 60 senators, including, you know, 10 Republicans came out and voted to convict, that's a hell of a statement and an important one and a statement worth making on the way out. Right. Right. I guess the bad news is what I'm saying is, uh, I'll kick it to you. The bad news is I think he's keeping his pension unless we find some other way to take it away from him. Yeah. But again, no one's even talked about his pension. And that's why you talk about it, because people start to go, that's bullshit. You know, and if he resigns, he gets suspension. If he if the 25th is invoked, he gets suspension. I also worry, by the way, if he's if he's removed from office, um, I okay. if he's not removed from office, he stays president until the 20th. He surely pardons himself. It is not clear that a self pardon is legal. That's good because then it can be challenged in court and maybe it gets stripped away. And also we answer the question once and for all about self pardons Two, if he is. Uh, removed by the 25th, if he does resign, if he is uh, convicted by the Senate and removed, I think within one minute or maybe the last minute of the presidency, Mike Pence will pardon Donald Trump. Even though Trump tried to have Pence assassinated, I think Pence will be the good Christian for the good of the nation. Pence wants to run again. It's a nice way for him to suck up back to Trump's base and the Republicans again by doing it. 
He also says, you know, Donald Trump paid the ultimate price. Of course, it wasn't the ultimate price, but Donald Trump paid the ultimate price by losing his presidency. And now we all need to move on. Justice has been served. Oh, God. He's going to do the good. And Mike Pence yeah. were not as pathetic as he is yeah. uh, and wasn't such a suck up to power. I would say, of course not, because generally you don't try to pardon people who tried to fucking kill you. Kill you. Um, but yeah. that's how I mean, that yeah. we've reached the level of there's it's of how bottomless it is, how craven and pathetic yeah. the, the Pence's, the Hawleys, the Cruises. I mean, like they're literally a, a parody from. You know, yeah. from uh, the Star Wars series of series of like Palpatine screaming, "Unlimited power!" Like they're just yeah. that's all, it's all that motivates them to wake up every day. Mitch McConnell, like obsession with power. It's just it's yeah, it's so fucking pathetic. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how. So yeah, I do think you're right. I could see Pence doing it because if that if that in his mind makes makes him believe with combined with his name recognition and his his spooky ridiculous Christian right beliefs that he has a shot in a split up Republican primary of sneaking through if there's seven, eight viable candidates or whatever, I think he'd do it. Absolutely. So that that and that is a big concern of mine. I mean, I, I, he shouldn't be in office, but uh, or even more so Trump. Trump even explicitly says, and God knows he would. I'll resign, Mike, if you promise to pardon me. Right. right? It becomes even more. Expl- and, oh, Pence, in, and in that case, What's Pence going to do? Pence absolutely is going to agree. Isn't, just that, saying, isn't that like a corrupt bargain? Isn't that not allowed? That's a quick um, You know, um, they can wink at each other and stuff, but I don't think they can well, use that again. No, because, no, because he's not. I mean, part of the problem is he's not trading. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, he's no, because Pence isn't trading a pardon for some. It would be Pence, first of all. Pence isn't trading a pardon for something. But he's trading becoming, but he's trading becoming president, which is what a lot of people aspire to do. So well, he, but it depends. Ah, but Pence would have to say it. Pence would have to say, "Hey, I want the presidency. I'll pardon you if you give me the presidency." Or that that might get a little stickier. But I think in this case, it doesn't feel like it to me because it feels more like a negotiation. With you want me to resign? I'll resign, but you've got a first promise right. that you're not gonna. What can we do to get you the fuck out of here? Think about. I'll oh, think about it this way. You want me to talk, police? I'll talk, but you've got to grant me immunity. That's now, here's not the thing. Uh, I would say. Extortion, that's a normal negotiation. Well, I, I still think it, it, in the analysis, we have to think, first of all, about the safety of this country and Trump being gone from the presidency because we've got somebody who we know is whatever, you know, is basically Putin's boy, is an agent of chaos, is mentally unhinged, and many other things. And as much of a creepy Christian right peek in your bedroom, and I could say a lot of bad stuff about Mike Pence, just oily, greasy scumbag Mike Pence is, I don't believe he's going to give our country over to Putin or blow it up. Um, and that's the level we've reached here, folks. So, so I mean, I still think it'd be the right thing to do, and it would it would grievously upset me if it weren't for the fact that there are numerous states now that can hold this man responsible, and, and you know, for what he's done. I mean, that call to Raffensburger added Georgia to the list of states, you know, where that can now go after Donald Trump for for corrupting them. We already have New York, New Jersey can with his stupid golf uh, um, club there. Um, you know, uh, Virginia, the, the right. you know, DC itself. I mean, there's so many that can go after him for various things that that there's enough crimes to put this man away for the rest of his life easily, and then another whole life, maybe a few lives after that. So yeah. if it doesn't end up being federal, you know, if it, if it if it safeguards this country and he still gets what's coming to him to show people you can't get away with that kind of stuff, um, then I'm okay with that. And that's one of the issues, exactly. 
is is maybe it is worth it to get rid of him. I just think it's unfortunate that we wouldn't that we wouldn't be able to find out <laughs> that he wouldn't be held accountable. But having said that, it's better than dying in a nuclear war, right? So, and, and he still would be that. He would be held accountable. He just would be held accountable for these things he did in the various states. The District yeah. of Columbia can still hold him accountable for what he did in the Capitol, the Attorney General of the District of Columbia. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he'd still be held responsible for all of this. Uh, if he's pardoned, I don't think so. It's federal law. DC. Yeah, but DC is still its own district, even if it's not a state. No, that's not the point. Uh, states, for example, states can go after him with state law. State prosecutors, uh, federal prosecutors in states can't go after you with federal law if you're pardoned. In DC, right. so we're talking about federal prosecutors. We're talking about the fact that that a number of things happen, including inciting a riot in the in the in Washington D.C. If you commit a crime in Washington D.C., John, you're arrested by the the people of Washington, not by the federal yeah. government. Am I right? Uh, maybe, but maybe, but it so the issue, numerous crimes, crimes in DC that crimes you're being charged with. Right. The question is whether there are DC ordinances that you're charged with that aren't federal crime. That there isn't a federal. You're using a DC ordinance and not a federal law. So I guess what I'm saying to you is, is sedition may not be. He maybe can't be held responsible for that. But inciting riot, um, you know, the, the the murder of that Capitol Hill officer. That's an interesting you know, question. That state crime. That's an interesting question, yeah. Whether there's a state crime that could apply. I, would say, I don't know how it works it, for DC. With the destruction that was done, with the even just trespassing, with all these yeah. things. That would have of course, to be, we're not a state, so who the hell knows how it applies, right? Well, and of course, the biggest, you know, one not the biggest, <laughs> that's the wrong way of putting it, but one of the, the big stories here that comes out of this is the reason, as John pointed out, the reason why D.C. could not send in the troops is because D.C. isn't a state. And if Democrats who now control the, the Senate want to push that much harder for the fact that it's ridiculous that Washington, D.C. isn't a state and that it should be, this would be as good a thing as any to use as an example of how ludicrous it is that D.C. Yeah. can do what they can do. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I guess the last part we're going to talk about, but we can see if there's anything. It's funny. Like There was so much on Friday, but now it almost feels like – I don't even know. It almost feels Old news? It's kind of like weird. we were right about what happened in Georgia, and then by the time we did our first thing, there had been a coup, yeah. uh, so, or an attempted coup. So we like it was almost yeah. like we forgot that you know Georgia, a state that was weird. infamous for, for the lynching of Leo Frank, a Jewish businessman, yeah. and for the the deep hearts of of the uh, Confederacy, oh. all a black man and a Jewish man to be their senators, which were pretty big yeah. stories actually. You know, permit me to go off topic because you always have a better memory on things than I do. But Bernie Sanders said last night. And I don't know why the hell he decided to say this last night. But last night he said, Biden better be more aggressive with a liberal agenda than Obama was, because the reason Barack Obama lost you know, the House in 2010 is because he didn't do enough for working class people. And I heard that when last night because he said it like a week ago. Are you oh, OK. I'm sorry. They showed it on TV yesterday. I thought it was new, yeah. but it knew enough. Why? The, like, that sounds batshit crazy to me. The reason Barack Obama lost the Congress in 2010 is because he passed socialized medicine as far as the Republicans portrayed it and because he wasted, scare quotes, a, almost a trillion dollars on a stimulus that quote unquote didn't work when it really did work. In other words, he was a big spending liberal who stole your health insurance with socialized medicine is why it wasn't because, gosh, if Obama had only done 10 times more liberal things all those voters would have loved him in 2010. Um, I was like, that's a bunch so, of bullshit. So, uh, so here's what I, I saw people share that. That's why it was before all this. Coup oh, crazy. that's why. Yeah, yeah. And I gave my nuanced take on this, which was there's two parts to this one in the ACA 
um, Obama passed the most sweeping public uh, good or whatever you want to call it, legislation to, to, right. to help people via the government since I don't, maybe LBJ. Um, and and quite clearly did do a lot. And, but Obama admitted himself, as we know. And by the way, he also saved the car industry and the stimulus was essential. And the stimulus had a record amount of money for green energy that we're still feeling the effects of today that helped move us away from oil and gas. But my point to you is, Obama admitted himself that the biggest failure of his presidency is he didn't communicate any of that, which you and I yelled and screamed about forever, and we still do about Democrats and messaging, which is they should have been out there every day. The fact that Republicans were able to go back to their districts, hold up big checks, and pretend they brought the money home and, and while going back to D.C. then and attacking the stimulus was right. fucking criminal. Um, the same thing with the ACA is that we didn't talk about we, – we should have had three message points like keep your kids who are tw- up to 25 on it so they're not yep. out there without health care. Pre-existing conditions would have been the main one yep. you know, and not let them define what the ACA was, which we did. Could so, have been the annual and lifetime limits too. Could have been the third that's one. That's the first people, thing. People had no idea. If you get super sick, you lose your insurance altogether. But you and I argued – I've made the argument before that he should have been bolder and taken on the GOP more when he was really popular on the stimulus – I think yes. the argument can be made that both that one they didn't communicate it well enough at all, not well enough. It was, it was messaging. It was messaging, but I think too, I, I'm not agreeing with Bernie that like there was a whole bunch of things that he should have done. That, you know, but I do think that the stimulus he could have done more of that, done a few bigger things that people would have felt more. And I yes. do think the reason why Democrats often get our asses kicked in these midterms is because McConnell blocks us from doing more things, and we sit there and take it. Like yeah. good little Democrats, and then yeah. we haven't accomplished enough. And people are like we have, we elected you for change, and you haven't given right. it to us. And we haven't right. communicated how we've brought change to their lives, right. but we also haven't brought as much change as we should have because McConnell blocked it. So yeah. the, my big problem with with Bernie there is does, does Obama like is Obama somewhat to blame for that? Absolutely, but McConnell should be the one you should reserve most of your ire for. Yeah. And why are you off message opening your mouth about that right now? I mean, the biggest problem with Bernie Sanders is the loose cannon who never can stay on message at the right time. Because what the hell are you doing before the guy's even inaugurated? You're, you know, and Republicans aren't he's even trying to push Biden. He's left. trying to push Biden farther to the left, and I get that. But what bothers me is he's lying about the Democratic Party. And I bring this up not because I'm trying to knock Bernie, but because this is how we have a harder and harder time with elections because people keep saying, Democrats suck. And like, right then, the whole thing of the far left recently, the Bernie left or the DSA left was, remember in the last election, I mean, this, this last election, they kept trying to knock Obama. That was the new talking point. Like first, Bill Clinton became evil, right? Now Barack Obama has become an incompetent, evil corporatist president. That's their new message. And those first two years, and Cliff, you're absolutely right in your analysis, but those first two years, Barack Obama did not lose the House because everyone said, this guy uh, isn't liberal enough. That's not what happened. No, it's actually, it's not what happened. It's not about liberal or conservative at all. It's actually about people knowing that you did things to improve their Messaging lives. Messaging is why he lost. Yes, Correct. knowing and feeling. Well, I, again, I still would add the one little point that maybe if the stimulus had been bigger and he had fought for more, which you used to argue too that he should have fought yeah. for more. But I think he still would have been fucked on it, Cliff, because maybe. they would have done what they the did. The messaging was still terrible. And, oh, and my God. Right you, mean, you mean, Cliff, he wasted $1.5 instead of $800 billion? Right. And the That's right what you're right? Well, no, no, great point. And the right wing still have the right. messaging machine that they've yeah. had that we haven't built to counter. These are the much bigger problems. 
yeah. in any of them. And and again, Bernie is is speaking out of turn, which he always does. This isn't pressuring Biden. I mean, he may think he's pressuring Biden to do stuff to the left, but the the way to do that, first of all, you have to get past the people who you know don't want to allow Biden to be inaugurated. Like getting him inaugurated first would be a good thing. You know, right. stopping coups and all. Then yeah. <laughs> getting to that point. What, Biden can speak out about, I mean, uh, Bernie can speak out about, about any number of things he doesn't like at that point. I mean, it's not like he has to be saying this garbage now before he's even, so no, I just, I, Bernie just doesn't have a strategic bone in his body and says stupid things at the wrong times. And this has always been the problem with him and always my problem with when people say, oh, well, you know, he'd be the better candidate. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, but, but I mean, he, he's got to, he, when it comes to economics, he, he has a lot of moral authority just because he's a, he sticks on that message. And I think he can help bring, you know, certain progressives around at the right moments, yeah, yeah. you know, when, when we're pushing for all this stuff. Yeah. But, but now this wasn't the moment. So let's move on to unity then maybe as our last point, unless something else comes up. Uh, Republicans a few days ago clearly have latched onto a talking point, which means this is a coordinated campaign by them to take advantage of the coup. Yeah. They have clearly launched onto the uh, latched onto the talking point that any Democrat that tries to do anything to hold anyone accountable for the coup is going against Joe Biden's promise of unity. Right. Rule of law. Remember, these guys are for the rule of law, except for when it applies to the people they like. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, the impeachment thing, especially. Oh, my God. The unity. Oh, my God. And. You know, it's actually a friend of mine, Alan Klein, had tweeted out, uh, the first plane is in the air. No, excuse me. The first plane has hit. The second plane is in the air. And the Republicans want us to hug it out. Yeah, that's well said. You know, and that's it's it's but but what is interesting is how cynical they are. Even that representative Nancy Mace, who has been giving great interviews, she was pissed, you know, because she's a Republican. She was there. She was afraid she was going to die. And she's pissed at Trump for what he did. She's on the Sunday shows yesterday. All of a sudden, her tune has changed, and she's now still pissed at Trump for what happened, but she's concerned. She goes, I'm concerned about impeachment because I'm concerned about unity. She what literally used the fucking phrase. So they got to her. But this is and, what these guys do. And the you know, simple it, response to all this is just, you know, um, you should be begging us for unity. You know, yeah, we'd love to have unity. Maybe stop trying to to go after and destroy the life of of Joe Biden's son just because he's Joe Biden's son. Maybe don't do things like waste all of our fucking time on Benghazi hearings, and so we never get to the bottom of anything because you don't care, but just to hurt Obama and uh, and and um, Hillary. Maybe maybe <clears throat> speak to Mitch McConnell if you want unity about allowing votes to come up on all important legislation and not just blocking everything with a filibuster. You know, there there are ways to achieve unity. It's pretty easy. Have a functioning government where everybody sits down and negotiates and you guys realize that you're in the minority now and you're just not going to get all of what you want. You shouldn't get most of what you want because you don't control the majority. Right. But act in good faith and maybe you'll get 20 or 30 percent of what you want. Yeah. That's how democracy is supposed to work. But yeah. be a bunch of fucking assholes and try to throw coups you know, and attack other people personally and, and you know, do cynical maneuvers off the Benghazi hearings and all these other things. And no, I mean, fuck you. I mean, I'm so tired of them. Um, but in any case, that's kind of, I mean, you know, in terms of holding them accountable, I don't know. I'm trying to find any value added to add. Obviously, we think Ted Cruz should be held accountable. I think what is interesting, at least, is that there has been a huge blowback on all of this. What worries me is that, yeah, we've got more Republicans speaking out and more Republican members of Congress, but we're almost there. And the media, like the public at large, is a bit freaked. But I worry that 
those same Republican members of Congress of the House couldn't care less, right? They all voted to throw out the election anyway. Um, the senators, it got a little right. We 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 lost a few of the people who were going to vote to throw out the votes in the Senate. Some of the senators came around, but this you the senators in the Senate, most of them are still sitting on their asses and afraid of taking on Trump. A few of them have, right? A few of them have spoken yeah. out, but most, you know, Nancy Murkowski and uh, uh, who was the other one? Um, Lisa Toomey. Toomey, or what? Who am I thinking? Um, is it Toomey? Well, you made me think you said Nancy Murkowski. I was just saying Lisa Murkowski. Lisa, I knew Nancy was wrong. Yeah, Nancy Murkowski. Um, I'm thinking Nancy Sinatra. I don't know why. Um, um, but <laughs> but overall, overall, they're they're kind of in. The, I feel I worry that they're kind of in the same boat they were before. And the typical, you know, the usual defenders. Fox News is in victim mode. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, they're all the latest thing they're doing. And again, those of you who are on oh, Twitter will appreciate this. We're losing five laws, tens of thousands of Twitter followers. They're going after us. Cliff, tell people what happened to you a year or two ago with your Twitter followers. <laughs> um, I, I did 40,000, you know, I believe, were you not? Yeah, I was up to 40,000. And, you know, as far as I knew, they were all legit. Um, I didn't do, you know, I didn't use any of these services or do whatever. Um, but I, I, it turns out that somebody must have, and I don't, I still don't know why, or something must have triggered a bunch of bots following me because I went, I lost like 12,000 followers when they, you went down some, to around 25,000 from 40, I remember. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And like my response was, oh, I, I, if they yeah. really were, uh, they really were bots. I'm kind of glad they're gone. Yeah. I had no idea. And then I, I've, you know, there's a way you can do an audit. And since then, I'm now at about 31 or so. Um, I've done all these audits of, of my Twitter followers, and it, and every time I get either 98 or 99 percent real, I'm like, good. I'd rather have fewer and have them be real humans. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. But so this I stuff mean, happens all the time because sure. Donald Trump. I'd written about this repeatedly. When before before when you could check Donald Trump's Twitter account, you can't now. Um, if you looked at the new, you looked under subscribers and it shows you, or uh, followers, it shows you the most recent follower. And then you can scroll back several hundred, at least like a thousand. Well, when you scrolled back, I kid you not, 99% of the followers were fake. And you right. could tell looking at them because they had funny screen names that are just numbers. Well, you can yeah. audit other people's accounts too, John. So you don't even have to do that. Somebody did Oh, that's audit. true. That's true. Go to, go to Barack Obama. Like percent of them were legit. It was yeah, something it, like that. This was, I kid you not, like the first hundred followers, there might have been two that were legit. It's crazy how bad it is on Twitter. So that thankfully they occasionally go after and start to get rid of people. And of course, victims that they are, but also opportunists that they are. Republicans are using this as an opportunity to claim the victim, right? Oh my God, they're going after our Twitter followers. And what they're actually doing, which worries me, Cliff, is is I, where's my, I wrote a tweet about this this morning and I just, I want to read it because it sort of, I sort of worked on it for a while and it, it encapsulated kind of the, the concept here. Hang on a sec. Um, so one, they radicalize their base with extremist rhetoric. Two, the base turns violent. Three, society holds them all accountable. Four, they further radicalize their base with extremist rhetoric about the unfairness of being held accountable. Well, it's just a, 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 death spiral it's a death spiral and they're lying in this case they're not even complaining about being punished they're lying in this case they're not being punished on twitter by getting rid of their followers i mean they but, may have lost some legit followers because twitter may have now trying after yeah, all but it wasn't to punish they them they got off real people you know nazis and proud boys that are killing people or at yeah. least threatening to kill people well too bad yeah. sorry if that's your follower base you're just gonna have to yeah. live with fewer followers but i'm sure but a they're lot basically of feeding they're feeding more terror is what i'm afraid of and well, that's all they know how to do. Insurrection. I mean, 
Yeah. But, but they're not going to stop. I, what, what, what's really important is, you know, you can't stop people, individuals here and there, although maybe Twitter can get even tougher on people like that. Yeah. But, you know, for example, Cumulus Radio, we talked about this before, this right-wing radio, you know, the, their, their personalities include Mark Levin, who's a loon, and um, – and Dan Bongino, who's having the worst 48 hours of his life, which makes me really happy because he was one of the people involved in Parler, Parlay, which went down. And now he also is a Cumulus Radio guy. And Cumulus Radio has apparently sent a memo that was certain media outlets got a hold of. And what they said to them is if you keep lying about anybody who, who lies again about what the results of the election were, will be will be terminated from Cumulus Radio. They will lose their show and a large source of their income. So they probably can't do it anymore. And if we had more responsible, if that was part of the overall plan, combination of lawsuits or libel and slander and companies taking more responsible action, which we're starting to see now, people holding companies responsible with threats, you know, to hurt their stock and, and hurt their image, their brand and their image, you know, if they associate with white supremacists and these violent groups, these are the things that need to take place. That is how you stop them. I don't know how you ever – I mean, I guess when it comes to a Sarah Sanders or whatever, some people will keep doing it. And then it's up to us to make sure that every company that might give Sarah Sanders a speaking gig, you know, every company that might put Sarah Sanders on their board, all these sorts of places know that they will be met with with a massive campaign to destroy yes. them and show who they really are. And will Sarah Sanders, if she wants and to be related to, to, to the scums of the of the uh, the right wing, you know, gravy circuit? Yeah, these people can still make probably a very good living off of, you know, just the, just those that that the, you know the my pillow guy <laughs> throwing them throwing them events and. And, you know, CPAC and, and just very right-wing entities, right-wing billionaires supporting them. I'm not saying we can stop them from making a living, but at least yeah. we can keep it from being mainstreamed as much. We're never going to stop all of this garbage, but you can't ever stop everything. If you prevent a lot of it, it's like dirty money in politics or, or people buying guns or whatever. You're never going to get everything. But if you get the bad people from uh, – stop them from doing a lot of it, well, that's going to help. It's going to lead to fewer threats and less violence, yeah. and you know, and that's what you're aiming for. Yeah. No, it's it's all of them, and that's the next. You know, in a way, I mean, it's funny. In a way, I do worry. I almost worry because it's working too well. Because I don't want it to become like a jihad against these people. But having said that, as my mom said to me during our campaign against Dr. Laura twenty years ago, I started feeling bad because the campaign was going so well. We were just destroying her advertisers legitimately. And mom said to me, you know, well, think about it this way: Do you think she'd be having the same concerns about you if the shoe was on the other foot? I was like, no. <laughs> that's the and, first thing I say to you. That's what makes us good, you know, right? I mean, but I would also say this to you, John. I'd also say this to you. It's mm-hmm. pretty simple. There are a bunch of people going about their business, shopping in a Walmart in El Paso, and right. because of things that Donald Trump and right wing media said, a, a crazed person who had access to an assault rifle came in and gunned them down like they were animals, targets. You pick yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. A bunch of Jews were peacefully celebrating uh, in their temple in Pittsburgh. And because right. a man convinced a caravan was coming by what Fox News, Trump, Rush Limbaugh, and others said, right. they were gunned down uh, and, and massacred. Um, at the Capitol the other day, a bunch of people were peacefully going about their business trying to certify the electoral vote. Um, and a bunch of, of, of maniacs showed up, and one a police officer was murdered, and others had to run and scramble and were calling their loved ones and thought they were going to die. So <clears throat> whenever you feel like these campaigns are going too well, Remember all of them and many other groups of people I've forgotten to mention here. Those are just off the top of my head. 
you know, who were just going about their business, trying to live their lives, trying to get food for their families or worship their God peacefully right. or do whatever it was. And because of the things that these people say on their radio shows that Donald Trump tweets out because of what they put up on Parler, because of whatever, these people were, were massacred, were gunned down. Right. And, and you won't feel bad anymore because, right. sorry, they come before these motherfuckers do as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. That's all I got. We've been going a little over an hour, which I think is good. Well, yeah, even more. We're probably going an hour and a half by chance. We might have even been done. No, I think we're good. I'm tired today. I, mean, I don't know why. I know why I'm tired. It's been all weekend we've been doing dude, this shit. I don't know. Why would you, why would you be tired, John? I know. <laughs> not, not a lot been going. I mean... True. We've been not. It's not like I haven't been working all weekend in a way because of this. Well, I was, was telling John this. I was working some of the weekend, and I still was like, you know, my, I mean, I had to deal. What I had to deal with this week. I mean, on top of that, you know, you're scared shitless constantly when you see the COVID numbers. And I've got kids. They're they're in school. Now, granted, this school has a lot of protections and whatever, and a lot of plexiglass and a lot of whatever. Um, but it's still, you know, these are you still worry about these kinds of things and like yeah. and. You know, I mean, then there was a lockdown in my kid's school. Yeah. Somebody wandered onto the campus. I don't want to go to any details on any people doing whatever, but somebody wandered on the, onto their campus and they thought maybe this was somebody attacking them. And I was just like, I need, you know, already yeah. 2021 is, is maybe worse than 2020. Yeah. And yeah. who thought that for me anyhow? So like, yeah. you know, sometimes we're just done. So that's yeah. why you're tired, John. And I'm tired right now. And I'm, no, I mean, I think I've been doing this all weekend and it's been, you know, it's obviously you're kind of on high alert to do it, but oh my God, I'm tired. This is so funny. It's Monday morning. I'm going to take a nap today. I never take naps. And I should, of course. Their naps are good things. The last year and a half has had me so tired anyway. John Kennedy always said kept him fresh for the presidency. Sadly, I think it may have been some other kinds of things John Kennedy was doing uh, that we were definitely yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, naps. <laughs> nap, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Good afternoon, nap. Hey, Marilyn. Want to go for a nap? <laughs> he, was, he was asleep. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Or, well, he was trolled. He he I, don't, I don't really know. This is the only right. way we can laugh and end the show. So why don't we do no. that, John? Uh, Guys, seriously, have a good week. We'll be back at the end of the week. We may have a guest that we, John and I have yep. talked about who I think we could add a lot to the conversations okay. we're having right now. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Well, and as all happens, I mean, with this may be a week for three podcasts, depending how the news is going, obviously. So yes, there's that, too. There is that, too. All right. Okay. Take bye, care. guys. And now a word from our sponsors. Well, John, and everyone listening, it's the start of a brand new year. And if you plan on making a fresh start for yourself in 2021, this is your time to shine. You might try reading a new book. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. Getting more exercise, definitely. Or even changing up your look. Guess what, guys? Plexiderm can be the key to a refreshed new look for the new year by taking years off your appearance. And all it takes is 10 minutes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under-eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, those crazy number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance, John, in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours, so you can take that next step to reaching your resolution, your resolutions, sorry, that's plural, confident that you'll look your best the whole time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and it's cheaper than a new gym membership. You can try it. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? You could try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, well, what else? Voices. 
This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buiplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code voices at checkout. 